is our consultants and coaches have very much been on the other side of these. There's just an immediate empathy and understanding of where the person is. And to be frank, from a place of non-judgment, a lot of times, you know, it's not the optimal situation that we're brought in. And to come in with clarity and compassion and some constructive feedback and new perspectives and new tools, I think is really what's helped differentiate ourselves. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners or what I like to call CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on innovation, disruption, women entrepreneurship, DEI, gig economy, remote economy, even the cannabis industry. Think about these industries and these disruptive technologies that really sometimes aren't as disruptive, but there's people that are just paying attention to what the market needs and they're providing that. So really think about the things that are quote unquote outside of the norm, but really help entrepreneurship to grow and fully develop. I think it's an extremely exciting time when you're talking about any type of innovation or disruption, because I think that there's so many opportunities and needs that aren't felt that are starting to be filled by different groups, different organizations, or even different industries. So what I want you to do is sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Carrie Ann Foyer of Vibrant Ventures. Carrie Ann, it's awesome to have you on the show. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Super excited to have you on. And what I want to do is just read a little bit more about Carrie Ann so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Carrie Ann is the CEO and founder of Vibrant Ventures, a professional services company dedicated to unlocking the highest level of, of performance for innovative companies, teams, and professionals by igniting their vibrancy and innovation. Carrie Ann has 25 plus years of experience in the corporate world on Wall Street, strategy and risk consulting, and technology firms. She is certified as an executive coach through IPEC, one of the preeminent coaching certification programs. She is also a sought-after speaker on topics of team effectiveness, human capital, innovation, and building a vibrant corporate culture. Carrie Ann, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Absolutely. I certainly feel really good about myself after hearing you describe me, so thank yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's super awesome to be able to introduce people that are doing phenomenal things, so I'm glad I could, I could at least hold the mic and, and say all those awesome things, but I wanted to, to take it back a little bit. I wanted to hear more about how you got started. Can you tell us your CEO story? What led you get started with your business? Sure. You know what? It's funny. It was, I had been told, I was 25 years in corporate, Wall Street, strategy consulting firms, tech, uh, from big to even being a CEO of a startup tech company. And for years I had been, people said, open your own firm, open your own firm. And I just wasn't ready. I didn't, to be frank, I didn't have this courage to step into my own potential and my own vision. And I finally hit a pretty big milestone. And I said, if not now, when, if not who me. And there was something really I knew, a company wasn't just about, okay, I'm going to go sling product, and which is fine, but I just knew this company is literally my passion and purpose. It's what I'm absolutely clear I was put on this planet to do and provide. And so when I think about that, not just as my company, but my whole purpose, 
it takes on a certain energy and focus that I think before that I didn't really have clarity on. Yeah, that makes so much sense. It helps you to put yourself into your client's shoes when they're not maybe living out to their full potential as they could. And because you've been able to experience it and you stepped into that, you know how to also help them to do that. You know, that's such a great point because I think really so much of what happens when I come in either, and my company too, the type of people I hire is our consultants and coaches have very much been on the other side of these. There's just an immediate empathy and understanding of where the person is. And to be frank, from a place of non-judgment, a lot of times it's not the optimal situation that we're brought in. And to come in with clarity and compassion and some constructive feedback and new perspectives and new tools, I think is really what helps differentiate ourselves versus just people saying, here's the latest flavor of what you should try and kind of product push. Yeah, do this. I have somebody else that do it. You actually can sit down and say, hey, I understand what you're going through. Look at it in an empathetic way, as you said. And then a person feels, I think at least, that they're not by themselves, which a lot of times happens when you are trying to push those boundaries and get over those barriers. Absolutely. And listen, high-performing folks, unfortunately, there's a cycle that happens that you, you end up being very judgmental about yourself because you have a high standard. It's somehow not going well. Or not going and or you're not leaning in enough. And then not only is that happening, but you start judging yourself and getting down on yourself. Mm-hmm. And so behaviorally, it just for psychology, people then get triggered under fight or flight when there's something stressful that happens. And so people either sometimes get very conflict oriented or they stick their head in a hole and procrastinate. And being able to say, listen, it's a natural response when this happens, but the question is how often does it happen and how long do you stay there? And what are those new tools that will help you pop out of it and get to a place of really much higher productivity to be of service of what they're trying to do? And that's, yeah. that's what's really about. It's not really whether they're doing things right or wrong. The question is, is it truly being of service to where they want to go? And if the answer is no, then partner with someone to help you to expand to see what's possible and how you get there. Absolutely. Could you take us through some of what you're doing for your clients and how exactly that process works and how you work with your clients? Absolutely. So there are two major verticals of our company. One is a more personal side, although there's a team element and that's the coaching services, the executive and life coaching. Really executive life coaching are just two halves of the same coin. And the question is, what part of the conversation do we enter in? Almost every time I've got hired as an executive coach, elements of their life come into play because how you do one thing is typically how you do everything from a mindset perspective. So personally, there are two swim lanes that I'd say I coach on all day long and really love. I joke, the first one is your type A professional who's been on that overachiever path since they've been like in diapers. <laughs> and, and they've created this life that, to be frank, on the outside looks incredibly successful. Their ego is probably preening. Things look great. They've got the job, the title, the comp, the car that they've aspired to. And yet they know there's something missing. They're not in the driver's seat of their life. They're feeling unfulfilled. There's a part of them that knows they could be a better leader a better spouse, a better parent, and yet they just don't know how to get there. And oftentimes what happens for all of us, we think, well, if I just keep doing more of what I've been doing, it'll somehow transform. And that tends to also dig us into a deeper hole. So these individuals that really understand that, okay, I need a partner to help fill in the gaps of what I don't know, I don't know. And so the good news is because of my background on Wall Street in strategy consulting, in technology, I can come in with a certain level of credibility on having an understanding and empathy of what they're going through and where they are and be able to introduce things that, to be frank, maybe they weren't always comfortable putting into their portfolio, which is what I joke, the softer side of Sears. (laughs) But how do you talk to folks who have typically been very intellectual, intense, alpha, and then really start talking in a way that resonates with them about emotional intelligence, about leadership, about different sides that really wound out 
their way of thinking. And so I really love coaching in this space. I empathize with these individuals. I was one of these individuals until my own journey. So that's certainly a, a core area. Another one in, once again, my own personal journey is women professionals who are just sick of feeling underpaid, underappreciated, and unhappy in their career, and finally want to speak truth to power for themselves. And I was a compensation executive for decades. I've literally been on the other side of billions of dollars worth of comp discussions. And I can tell you, I've seen what women oftentimes do not do for themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's not that companies don't need to take ownership on their own structures and approaches, but there are also things that women can do to at least have a, ch a fighting chance. And a perfect example, there's a statistic, a validated statistic out there that typically women will only put themselves forward for a promotion or some new job if they feel they're 90% qualified on what's on the job description, mm -hmm. where men will put themselves forward if they're 60%. Mm -hmm. And so what's that about? And it's about this perfection mindset, the fact that they think their value is in what they know mm -hmm. versus their learning agility, their ability to get in there and figure it out. And so that's just one of the core root causes that I've seen time and time again, as far as what really blocks women from leaning into their career in the most powerful way. And so, yeah, so I, I love coaching the space, doing workshops, speaking on this topic. So those are my core coaching side. Certainly there are coaches under me that do all sorts of other coaching, but personally, those are my two main verticals. On the consulting side, we call it human capital consulting. Mm -hmm. And not to, I'm not trying to sound like snobby HR <laughs> at all. Really what it is though, and it's meant to differentiate a different view into the people of your company as true human capital, human assets. And how do you unlock those assets? How do you almost think of it like a financial portfolio mm -hmm. in a proactive management way? And as I mentioned, some of the lead conversations that often get me into organizations is because I have this deep technical expertise in compensation. And your compensation, typically people think is just pay. It's like how much I'm paying some, someone. But a lot of times it's behavioral. I think of it as behavioral economics, not just numbers. It's not just accounting for the people part of their business. It's what are you rewarding? What signals? How are you communicating the value of what you're providing? And so we get brought in for all sorts of, are we paying at the appropriate market rates, bonus design, equity design, a lot of process so the process feels smoother for the organization. Lots of training for leaders to think about what kind of behaviors and how do I actually really differentiate for performance and potential. A lot about communications. But, you know, the funny thing about compensation and the reason why I stayed in it for so long mm -hmm. is it's like the Trojan horse into strategy consulting. Because mm -hmm. so many people, both individually and at corporate level, complain or have issues with the compensation. Mm -hmm. But when you follow the breadcrumbs, it's about all these other things. Mm -hmm. It's about the vision of leadership. It's about maybe organizational design or role clarity. It could be even when you do sales comp design, clarity on the products and services you're bringing to market in your market segmentation. So when you really want to deliver a compensation solution with excellence, oftentimes it requires a more consultative, broader, strategic conversation with the leadership team. Yeah. And so I love those situations, thrive in those situations, and yeah, could do those all day long. You might have already touched on this, but I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce, and it could be for you or your organization, but what do you feel sets you apart and makes you unique? I think it's a combination of really analytical thinking mm -hmm. and the ability to dissect a lot of information, whether it's behavioral, quantitative, whatever else, and really decipher it into some key themes that are very easily digestible. Mm -hmm. So there's that sort of brain side of me. I'm basically a geek in heels. Mm -hmm. um, but the other side is really coming from a place of real empathy. 
And I, I'd like to say, I think one of my strengths is really my emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And to sit there and to be able to provide space, whether it's consulting for the leader to talk about the vision or even create their vision, or for an individual. And sometimes I, the, the difference between consulting and coaching, consulting, you come in and you basically tell them ideas and potential solutions and say, here's a model, do this, try this. Coaching is the ability to create space and ask those empowering questions, those you know, have someone test and really touch into what they think is possible, that ability to unlock their own voice, their own vision in a way that they may not have even known how to access or that it was even there. And I think that combination of classic consulting and advisory and a really um, deep passion for the coaching uh, so that somebody can tap into their own innovation and expertise, I think is something that certainly sets me apart. It's the type of people that are part of Vibrant Ventures. Yeah. And I think is really our sweet spot. I appreciate that secret sauce. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So it could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? For me, I know when I'm clear, like I need to look at my week ahead. Mm -hmm. Like, and when I don't do this, I am not nearly effective. I need to set myself up. I need to set my mindset up to understand how my week is happening. And almost think about my managing my energy like an energy portfolio and take a look and be honest about what is the activities I've got planned that are going to be energizing, draining, challenging, not challenging, and take the time to set up if there are things that I think are going to be challenging or draining, can I shift my mindset around it so it's not as difficult? No, that I, I love that. And and I know we touched on, you touched on a kind of like the nuggets as well too. So I was going to ask you for what I call a CEO nuggets. What's like a word of wisdom or a piece of advice you would either give yourself a client or your younger business self? Yeah, well, something that has really personally reaped dividends for me is, mm-hmm. uh, so when I started my own company and I really do think like a CEO and not just an individual contributor, mm-hmm. think about the full stack of what I need to do in order to bring my business forward. And the area for me, which was terrifying, which in hindsight is ridiculous, mm-hmm. but at the time it was terrifying was the business development, sales and marketing. It wasn't mm-hmm. how I defined myself. I thought I wasn't salesy. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I can't get my head around this. I can't align my energy. And I, I settled on this mantra, exploration, not expectation. Exactly. And I know we touched on this a little bit, but I wanted to ask you for your definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Carrie Ann, what does being a CEO mean to you? I think it's taking full ownership for the vision and execution of what you want to bring to market. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I truly appreciate that. And I wanted to see if anybody wanted to follow up with you. Is there, of course, anything additional you want to let our readers and listeners know? And then, of course, how best I can get hold of you. Sure. So certainly a way to understand like our products and services is our website. It's uh, vibrant.com. I should explain the name of the company spelled a little differently. It's V-Y-B-R-A-N-T-E. And the reason why we spell it this way, it's not because I'm a poor speller. It's very intentional. Is The premise is to unlock organizational team or individual vibrancy. You have to understand your why. So what's your vision and purpose? And in the end, it's all about your e-factor, your energy. And how do you raise your vibration? How do you get out of your own way and get to your most innovative and powerful self? So www.vibrant.com.com, K-E-R-R-I-A-N. Once again, I can't spell anything normal, it seems right. But that I put on my mom. That wasn't a personal choice. And then something I will offer, and I know it'll be in the show notes, is what I found helpful, family, friends, random people I meet at bars, is I'm really good and I really enjoy what I call laser coaching sessions. 15 minutes, if somebody's clear on what they are struggling with, 
whether it's a feeling, a situation, and they want to shift their mindset to open up to more possibility, I will offer for your, for your audience, they'll be able to book a 15-minute laser coaching session with me. And there'll be some free questions so we'll clear before we start exactly what they're struggling with and they want to shift on. And let's jump in and help open up some possibility. Awesome. I appreciate you for making that offer to, to our audience as well. So we will have those links and information in the show notes with all the correct spelling. So you don't have to worry about your mom or anybody else as well, too. <laughs> and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase. It's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.